So one of the things, and I'm just going to use an example of a story that I had, a discussion I had with a hiring manager. So a lot of times you look at the same populations, the same buckets all the time. Maybe it's customers, maybe it's suppliers, maybe it's vendors, whatever it is. You look at the same buckets and it's within your comfort zone. What I would suggest, you know, especially as you're looking at vendors, you can look at female owned, you can look at minority or people of color owned, you can look at veteran or people with disability owned and think about expanding beyond your traditional set of people that you interact with. Hi, and welcome to season six of the 15-ish Minute Coffee Chat, a conversation providing tips for every entrepreneur and business owner. Veterans and people with disabilities are often overlooked in a talent pool. Big mistake. Meet Mary Leone, co-founder of Diversity Outreach Partners, as she joins host Selena of No, uh, Howley Socially Inspired, and Anna of Nomad About. We'll be talking about how small business owners and entrepreneurs can implement practices that build a diverse and inclusive business environment. Yes. Um, how excited are you for this topic today? I am very excited. I am also very excited. I mean, this yeah. has been a hot topic for the last few years, right? Yeah. And so it's going to be really awesome to have an expert on our show today mm -hmm. that can really talk about the whole DEI conversation yeah. that has been working within that environment for a really long time. So I'm excited yeah. to hear what she has to say and how small business owners can apply it. Cause I think that's yeah. something that's really difficult for us. Right. You know? Yes. And I think, you know, one of the things when we were prepping for this episode was like, you don't have to be a big, huge uh, company to implement DEI practices, you know? And I, and I love what it is, is just being more mindful um, as you just conduct your business on a daily basis. Uh, basis, right? So yeah, um, absolutely. In fact, that kind of leads us into our call to action question, yeah, which yes. we want to know from everybody who's listening right now, like just mm -hmm. pop in the comments. Yeah. Do you as a small business owner, do you have DEI language in your mission statement? Yeah. Or do you consider it inclusive and equitable and diverse your actual mm -hmm. mission statement? So I'm just curious, like, is this something that small business owners are thinking about and trying to put into practice? now? Or is mm -hmm. it something that we're, you know, not confused about? I mean, I think we understand the concept behind it, but maybe like unsure of how it can be implemented when you're yeah. one to three employees, as opposed to, you know, a large corporation, right? Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm, I, I, again, this whole prepping has really uh, made me more aware. And I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation today is, we want you to be aware. And we brought on somebody that like knows what they're doing and knows yeah. how to knows how to like guide you to like getting the right information and how to do it. So yeah, I guess, Anna, what we should be doing here is let's bring let's bring in our oh, this is me doing that thing again, Anna. You know, <laughs> let's read Mary's bio, you know. Yes, go ahead, go let's ahead, introduce Anna. her. Oh, you got, yeah, there we go. Okay, so Mary Leone is a talent acquisition leader with a passion for diversity recruiting. Her specialties are military and transition, military spouses, and people with disabilities, although she loves all types of diversity recruiting. You can find her volunteering with Vets to Industry as Vice Chair for Disability uh, Indiana 
or that, that disability, I, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. We'll have to clarify with her. North Texas are mentoring with those in transition. She lives outside Dallas, Texas with her husband, who is an army veteran and three teenage children. So yeah, without further ado, let's bring Mary on, don't you think? Yes, yes, let's do it. Yay! Hey, Hello, Mary. so excited to be to here. Show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for coming on and like sharing with Anna and I, like, I think a really important topic that most people have to take a minute, right? And, re and realize this is something that they need to consider really looking at. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So before yep. we get started, Mary, I kind of flubbed up your bio a little bit. What is diversity IN? Should I so, know that term? Well, di it's disability in there, North oh. Texas. So disability in is a national organization. And then uh -huh. we have local affiliates around the country. I was part of the leadership team that created disability in North Texas here in the Dallas area. And, and I'm still on the board as vice chair. So what we do is every every quarter, it's usually about five times a year, we have a, a guest, a presenter, or mm -hmm. um, best practice sharing. Sometimes in the in the old world, when we actually did things in real life, we actually right. did some tours as well. So it's a great organization, and they have uh, local affiliates all over the country. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, now I know, and I will yeah. never make that mistake again, ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me before we get started. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wait, no, let's do our coffee cup selfie. And oh, yeah. I'll start asking yes, questions, yes, yes, right? Yes. Because we yeah. need to do for sure. Yeah. Mary yeah. has okay. a great cup, you guys. And she's showcasing her family because they are very important to her. But all right, guys, on three. One, two, three. All right. Thank cheers, you. Everybody. Yeah. Yes, okay, let's ask this question. And Mary, I'm mm -hmm. going to pull you into our um, this this. Our headliner shot. Yeah, because <laughs> we want everybody to know, we want them to hear what you are saying. So, okay. Anna, without yeah. further ado, you got a question for her. I do, actually. So, Mary, I just want, before we get started, like, with our in-depth conversation, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, your experience with DEI and why mm -hmm. you're in this kind of, like, field and what it means to you, kind of like the bigger general picture? Because we've heard a lot about DEI. I would say it's mm -hmm. been a hot topic for at least the last three years, like, mm -hmm. national news hot topic kind of thing. And so it's a big conversation, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, it's not going to disappear. It's not going to go off the radar. Like yeah. this is hopefully changing things for the future for yeah. people. Um, so anyway, can you just tell us a little bit more about your experience? Sure. So I have been in recruiting for many, many years. I'm not going to tell you how many, but many, many. <laughs> and I've done uh, diversity recruiting for quite a few of them for large companies. And it actually just started as a definition for race and gender. And it has expanded, especially over the past, I would say, 10 years. So my last big company that I worked for, I was in an HR compliance role. I then moved into talent acquisition. But as part of implementing some of the regulation changes for people who follow affirmative action plans, um, we actually had to do a lot of special things for people with disabilities and protected veterans. And we really didn't have a focused strategy, recruiting strategy on campus. So I went to our talent acquisition leader and I suggested this and she said, you know, Mary, we just don't have the bandwidth, but if you want to volunteer, and I said, sign me up. So I did. And so I reached out to 120 different connections on our 25 target schools 
put together a heat map of best practices, where should we go based on who was more open, the schools that were more open and really used to helping students with disabilities and student veterans. They're probably like five or six in both of the categories, much more advanced on the veteran side than on the disability side. And then we started implementing. And so that's really where my passion developed for student veterans as well as people with disabilities. And I continued to evolve and I was tapped to be part of the leadership team with disability in North Texas. And I love that organization. We've really evolved. Um, unfortunately, the pandemic kind of stalled some of that growth. We wanna do more with it, but we're waiting till we can get back into real life to do that. I also started volunteering about 18 months ago with a veterans organization that's national called Vets to Industry. I'm a networking room facilitator. I also um, participate on the every three weeks there's a networking meeting that also was for military spouse as well. So I get sent a lot of people that are from Texas. I know Texas is a big state, but they send me a lot of Texas people who are interested in transitioning here after the military, military spouses, as well as people interested in HR. So those are kind of my specialty areas and that's my passion. I actually recently started a new um, daytime job at Lenox International. And one of the things that really, really interested me was their openness to diversity recruiting and expanding the traditional definition of race and gender. And I can say after just being there for three months, I just hit three months over the weekend, that they have already accepted several of my recommendations in terms of ways to implement. And again, some of these are baby steps, but we're, we're making progress going forward. And again, I have a huge passion for all types of diversity. It just so happens I have a specialty in people with disabilities and, and military and transition and military spouses. So. I, I have a, for, wait, real fast. I just have a question. Uh -huh. Could you tell people what DEI stands for? Because this may be a new acronym that they're not aware of. Sure. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it sometimes people actually add a B for belonging yeah. as well. Oh, okay. Oh. So you may see that around like when you're yep. reading stuff or got it. Okay. Thank you. Exactly. I just wanted to clarify because I'll be honest. I was telling Mary and Anna backstage when we were prepping for the show, you know, I like you learn about it, but I'm like, oh, they're saying DI, like, what does this mean? And so I know I can't be the only one. So I just want to make sure, but this is the language you see when you're looking this stuff up is they don't always say it out. They say DEI and you're like, what is that? We want you to be in the know. So thank you, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go yeah. ahead, Anna. It, I was just going to say, if anyone had any questions about whether or not we've got somebody qualified to have this conversation on, I think that just eliminated all the questions right there. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I mean, you've got some you've got some time put into this, mm -hmm. an unspecified number of years, right, that, that we're going to just go ahead and put out there. But you've worked on everything from race and gender issues all the way up to now, like you were saying, veteran spouse and um and disability mm -hmm. issues, which I think is just amazing because it what that says to me is that you have seen the changes over the last couple of decades. You have seen it go from this tiny little thing that we barely ever talked about into now a national and global hot topic mm -hmm. that is really important to address across the board, right? That is exactly right. And I have to say, so I, I worked for Verizon for many, many years, back in the early 2000s, all the way into, I think I left in 12 or 13. And one of the things that that actually taught me about the importance of diversity recruiting, but we did focus primarily on, um, on race and gender. 
And I know that they have huge programs, especially in the veterans area now, and they win awards for those, but we, we really hadn't started in those areas. But it is interesting to your point to, to see the evolution and it's really yeah. expanding all of the different areas. So one of the things I, I say to people when they're not looking at people with disabilities and veterans is when you're looking at those two groups, you can check many boxes. It could be a disabled female who happens to be Hispanic and has a disability. So you could have several different categories. And again, just by focusing on a veteran group or people with disabilities. So you really need to expand your thinking of what, dis what diversity looks like. Yeah, oh, I like that. Expand your thinking about what diversity looks like. Cause I think that that's hard for people. Like we just, you know, we hear that term and we think of one specific thing, right? Or a couple of different categories, but it really does expand way bigger than, Okay, we're going to get into all of this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to ask you like our questions now. How yeah. does that okay. sound? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, right. let's get in. Let's dive into it because Mary has right? a wealth of knowledge here. So, all yes. Right. First okay. Question, Anna. Yes. So, Mary, you said you work for Lennox International, which is an enormous company, right? But what we're talking, I mean, our audience is really small business owners, entrepreneurs. And so our first question for you today is, how does a small business owner or entrepreneur apply these diversity practices in their own business? One so, of the things, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. Go ahead. And I'm going to let you talk. Yeah. So one of the things I would say is you can start small, start with one thing. And then you can continue to build on that. You can either change it if it's not going the way you want, or you can just build and grow. So one of the things I would say is, let's say you have a storefront. I'm going to use this example of a bank. Or let's say you have a small store. It's, it's a one-store operation. So let's say you have somebody who has a mobility issue. And you have a door that you have to physically pull open. Well, if the person has a mobility issue and can't necessarily navigate the door and you don't have one of those push buttons to open the door, they literally have to, they have a barrier to enter the store. And so if you, if you have somebody that's physically waiting outside the door and they wait and they wait and they wait and nobody sees them, they can't even enter the store to even begin that conversation. So think about how, it, how are you inviting others with different capabilities or different types of background to your either your website if it's online or to your store your your actual in real life you know organization um, another another example with websites um, one of the things that that's really big is making sure if somebody has a visual impairment so and this is something that I try very hard on LinkedIn when I'm posting my my articles and I put pictures is you make sure that you have the captioning on the pictures and that you also when you're using hashtags. So let's say, um, let's just use my name as an example. So Mary Elizabeth Leone, I would make sure to capitalize M for Mary, E for Elizabeth and L for Leone. Because if you don't, if you put it all in small letters, it all runs together. And if somebody is using a screen reader, then they don't know where the first where the word starts and where the word ends. And so it's just a kind of a jumbled mess. So different things like that, it depends on who you're trying to attract. If you're trying to attract veterans, maybe you offer a veteran discount. That's something that my husband and I have talked about. He has a small business and actually my little cup is something that he made, you know, for as part of his business, but it's it's making like cutting boards and engraved things like for real estate agents and small businesses, et cetera. And so one of the things, he's a veteran. And so he has veteran owned business. And he asked me probably about a month ago, he said, do you think I should offer a discount for veterans? 
And I thought that was a great idea. So making it more inviting to whatever the population is that you want to, I'm gonna say entice or encourage to visit you. I'm, I'm curious, Mary, does mm -hmm. the conversation go bigger than that? Like in terms of like, if there's a population you want to entice, but in reality, doesn't the DEI conversation say, it doesn't matter if you want to entice a specific population, mm -hmm. not it should be inclusive across the board. So there should be something available for that person with mobility issues or using a screen reader. Like mm -hmm. I remember the first time you told me about the hashtag things and I have attempted to capitalize now every time mm -hmm. because that is something I did not know until you talked to me about it. Okay. So you said, hey, did you know that a screen reader can't read a hashtag? And I thought, oh my gosh, I mean, hashtags are a big deal, right? We use them in a number of different social platforms. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that like, until you mentioned that to me, I hadn't even thought about. And it's not necessarily that I'm trying to entice and entice the screen reading uh, population. I guess, po thank you, population. Mm -hmm. yep. But it's more like I need to make sure that what if somebody is mm -hmm. reading via mm -hmm. a screen that they have the opportunity to still hear what I'm saying or my conversation or my mm -hmm. message, I guess, is the mm -hmm. idea. Another really good example is subtitles. So mm -hmm. I do have a hearing impairment. And mm -hmm. while I can hear um, most things, there are some things where I guess because I can't hear, but I would say from the last statistic that I saw about 75 to 80% of people watch mm -hmm. videos without sound. So it's not mm -hmm. people like me who have a hearing impairment, but it's right. other people. It's like my kids who are teenagers mm -hmm. and they just want to watch a video, but they just want to see the subtitles. So do you have subtitles on your videos? Yeah, a lot of people don't a lot of big companies don't. Um, another thing is if you're doing ads, or you you have a website, are you showing people or have testimonials for a broad di diversity of people? So do you have people that look different? And mm -hmm. do you have you have different um, options available? So for example, you don't necessarily have to have a, a veteran in his or her military uniform. But you want to be able to show a variety of people. And this is something we use in big companies all the time for diversity recruiting. Do you have mm -hmm. somebody with a disability who has a testimonial or a veteran or mm -hmm. a person of color or a female or an LGBTQ? So somebody right. that, that has that testimonial that can talk about, this is why I feel included at this company. And so right. this is, so you want to show that variety and not just have, so when you're building a website, just not have a whole bunch of white people or a whole bunch of females, you want right. to have a cross section across all of those different diverse groups, especially the ones you're trying to target. I, I love what you, I love. I love that you're saying. I want to tell you this. So um, one of our first clients uh, that we built a website for, uh, they had an accessibility question mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. for the website. So first of all, there is an accessibility compliance mm -hmm. website like certification. That is not what Anna and I are, but they do give other um, other avenues for mm -hmm. people that want to put something there until they can pay the big dogs to kind of come into their website on the back end and, and really do the whole. And so mm -hmm. we always offer that to our, our mm -hmm. clients now moving forward is a little oh, plugin yeah. that, that are, you know, it's a little like block that starts on every single page and it does like what you said it does a contrast it does like a, a font thing it changes the pretty fonts into a more readable mm -hmm. font and it but it gives your website more ability and like you said to be more inclusive um and it's taught anna and i to make sure we're being mindful like you said making sure there's captions on those images making mm -hmm. sure the alt texts are there making right. sure that like you said those subtitles so that the screen reader can 
follow down appropriately. Um, anyway, but those are just things I love that you brought that up. And because I think everybody that is in business has a website, right? So, hey, it, Mary yeah. said earlier, start small. Look at your website. Are you being accessibility friendly? And does your website platform give you something that you can add to it to help um, anybody that comes to your site right. be able yeah. to read it? Those anyway, are great. Yeah. Those are great examples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are there, Mary, are there like five main things that people just don't really think about? Like your hashtags would be one. Um, accessibility yeah. on your website might be another. I love the example of having a storefront, but not having mm -hmm. a mobility challenged accessible door, right? Like, I mean, that, that, yes, for somebody who doesn't have mobility issues, I don't think about that until there was an, you know, there was a problem with it. Are there a couple other ones like that for that small business genre that you just off the top of your head can think about in terms of like another, a suggestion of another area that they could look at within their business that maybe we haven't discussed? So one of the things, and I'm just going to use an example of a story that I had, a discussion I had with a hiring manager. So a lot of times you look at the same populations, the same buckets all the time. Maybe it's customers, maybe it's suppliers, maybe it's vendors, whatever it is. You look at the same buckets and it's within your comfort zone. What I would suggest, you know, especially as you're looking at vendors, you can look at female owned, you can look at minority or people of color owned, you can look at veteran or people of disability owned and think about expanding beyond your traditional set of people that you interact with. Um, and, and the same thing, and, and I, the example I'm, I'm using from the hiring manager is he was comfortable with, this is where we usually find our candidates. And I had sent him a couple of others and he said, well, I'll interview him, but I think I'm already gonna go with this person. I said, that's fine. I said, but sometimes you might be surprised. Some people don't do a really good job of sharing all of their experiences, especially volunteer experiences and hobbies on their resume. And so they come across much better in person. So describe a realistic job preview, make sure they understand it's a very technical position, but make sure that you understand, could they be a good viable candidate and expand your definition of what that pool looks like. So again, it could be suppliers or vendors. It could be the types of customers that you interact with. It could be a variety of things but try to expand that definition. And sometimes it may make you feel a little uncomfortable at first, but when you continue to expand, you're probably gonna have a much better business. I love that. That's such can a good I, ad. Yeah, I wanna, yes, I, can I just jump in? So I, you know, I worked for a large company back home in Hawaii. And at, at times, right, when you're having to make decisions, it's like in the heat of the moment and you're just, you think short term and not long term, right? And so if I just wish when, when I talk to you is if there were just times we could just pause for just a moment so we can make the better decision mm -hmm. because yeah. your brain just goes, you're more able-bodied, you're right. this, so you must equate to this when that's, mm -hmm. like you said in your, it is a big mistake to think that way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then, but most of this, you're right back into that hiring pool again, like, you know, when you didn't think you would be because you mm -hmm. thought you hired the perfect person, but it's just taking the moment because that perfect person could be the person that you really like sit down and say, wow, they check all of these things mm -hmm. in far, you know, like you said, in your hiring, I, yeah, I love that you said that yeah. because it's very true. And I, 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 I implore you big companies, take a moment, pause, <laughs> yes. don't make a haste decision um, just because you need to get somebody on board like today, you know? Well, and thinking was, of, oh, go ahead. 
No, no, I was just going to say I would expand that even to small business owners. Like I hire contract, you know, subcontractors and looking for that more diverse pool, right? Like I hire a lot of military spouses because I am one. So I do fit like that category there. But, uh, you know, I guess part of it is knowing where to look mm -hmm. also, right? Like knowing where these other pools are. Um, and so that kind of takes us into our second question, which we already had talked a lot about the ac actual activities, but what about the programs or the pools that you're talking about? Can you expand a little bit more on where a small business owner could go to like seek out maybe some of this more diverse um, opportunity? Sure. I would say go to your local organizations. And so you can start local and then you can build to regional and then you can build to national if you put in disability organizations or veterans organizations. So for veterans organizations, there are literally 45,000 veteran service organizations out there. There have to be some within your local area. So if you wanna hire veterans or if you wanna look at veterans and, and figure out how you can um, better support, you can do something like that. Or you could always go to a chamber. They could have a Hispanic chamber, um, LGBTQ chamber. I know I did a presentation last summer for the LGBTQ chamber here in Dallas. They wanted to talk about the cross-sectionality of disability as well as LGBTQ people or employees. And so think, think about those ways that you can reach out to those local organizations. And if they don't know, or if they don't service your area, they probably know somebody who does. So you do that networking. So so I talk to, to Anna and then Anna knows three people and I talk to them and maybe one of them would, would be very helpful. But they also have, there's a lot of um, special networking groups. So I actually had, had connected with some veteran chamber group and I got introduced to somebody who does a national um, veteran call trying to connect small business owners. And what it is, mm -hmm. it's, it's done once a month and it's done in a few different areas around the country. And what they do is they bring people on to try and help each other. So if you have a challenge, if you're looking for more vendor relationships, whatever it is, they try to give you ideas and then they connect you with people. And it's all right there on the call and it's fabulous. So there's a lot of those organizations that exist and again, if they can't answer your question or if they're not the right organization, they probably know somebody who is. Yeah. Because it great. seems like, right? It seems like everybody wants to help. They want mm -hmm. to share what they have. You just have to know where to look, right? Yes, so. exactly. Oh, good yeah. advice. So I didn't even think about, I mean, you think about like just starting in your own mm -hmm. area and expanding yeah. out. Right, right, right. I so also love the idea that it really is, it is, it is your responsibility as the business owner to make that outreach. It is our responsibility. And I think that's an important like comment to say here, like for it doesn't matter if you're a Fortune 500 or a giant corporation, even us small business owners have a responsibility to make sure we're doing our part because it really starts with the individual, right? Like that's kind of like the bigger topic is that it's our mindset and our actions that eventually roll into this national change of pace for mm -hmm what DEI is really supposed to be all about. So that's fantastic. Mary, great, great advice, great like suggestions for people and definitely things that are doable for a solopreneur like myself or a small business owner, you know, with less than 10 employees. Like there are absolutely things here that any size corporation can implement. And I yeah. love that. I do too. 
I mean, we have a toolkit uh, part coming up here in a little bit that we'll have one more question mm -hmm. that Mary is going to help us share. But um, yeah, our, do, God, I mean, we're you guys like we're already at our almost 30 minute mark. You know I what I mean? Know. Like, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share where you can find Mary and I'm going to tell you how we found Mary. We all met on LinkedIn and <laughs> then we went into a group and Mary to me is one of the best LinkedIn connectors. Oh, she bridges. Okay. I am not joking. She bridges. If she thinks you need somebody, she she tags you in her comments with another person that says, "Hey, I think you two would be great to kind of connect uh, based on a you know a conversation we had like a year ago, even." You know what I mean? Like she's so mindful about it, and so she's a lover, lover of connections, and she is on LinkedIn. She's like a LinkedIn queen, wouldn't you say, Anna? I mean. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> she knows everybody. Yeah. Like yes. if you need, if you need to find an in somewhere, Mary's yeah. your girl. She's the yeah. one who's going to figure out. You guys out are how so to, sweet. No, it's like six, yeah. Kevin, <laughs> get out of the way, Kevin Bacon. It's like six minutes <laughs> to Mary Leone, right? right? Yes. Oh my God. So true. <laughs> Mary, tell everybody on the slides where they can find you so they can connect with you. So LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. I'm very active. I check it a few times a day. Usually it's early morning and late at night, but um, I respond to everybody and I would love yes. to connect with you. I'm really busy at my day job right now. However, <laughs> if you want to connect one-on-one, -on -one, it might just be a few weeks, but I love connecting with people and like, um, like you guys were sharing earlier, I love connecting people. Yes. So I find that just to be thrilling for me when I can make a match and I can connect somebody to somebody who's gonna be able to help them find a job, find another organization, build their business, whatever it works. And hey, Heidi. And this right here is our other queen. Yeah. Oh, yes, you guys go, go, go now. Go, well, wait till after the show because we still have one more good thing with Mary before we end up. But um, please connect with her. She is. She is just, she's fascinating. She's wonderful. And um, I just adore her. And I'm so glad we connected earlier this year. So me too. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Let's move on to that toolkit thing real fast because, oh wait, not the toolkit or tip yeah. jar. Um, We're going to do yeah. the jar real quick. Yeah. yeah. So um, this is from Caitlin Eldridge, our resident CPA. She's amazing. She's wonderful. If you're looking for one, we highly recommend yeah. Caitlin. Mm -hmm. So Caitlin recommends for small business owners to consider short-term disability insurance. It helps if you get ill and injured and cannot work, but still need your income. So this does apply to small business owners. Did yeah. you know, even know that you could get short-term disability? You can. So just something yes. to think about and look into. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, anyway. Yeah. Thank you, her. Caitlin. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here is our toolkit that I'm kind of excited about. Um, yes. So Anna and I, when, again, I always say this. When we prep, we really like to kind of make sure we're looking for things that we can bring up in conversation with our guests. Either they have a freebie or we find something that we we love to create conversation. That's something that Anna and I love to do. So Anna and I, again, we said we're novices. This is why we have Mary on today. So she can like, you know, but anyway, we were searching um, for topics on DEI and this blog post had come up and we shared it with um, Mary, but. Uh, we're going to drop the link into the comment section, but it's yep. five powerful tools to foster workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion. So um, I'm going to have, Anna is actually going to share her screen real fast. I'm going to jump out of mine. And we're going to just, one of the tools was right here as tool three, conversation starters and thought exercises. And what I'd love is to ask Mary, 
uh, she shared with us when we were looking at this, what she thought was her, her number one on this list that she would bring up. And so um, I'm going to go like this real fast, just so you guys can see the full screen. But Mary, go ahead and tell them what number you would love to bring up and ask others. Um, so as I said before, there are several, but I would probably focus on number eight. What would your workplace look like if it were more inclusive? And one of the things that I'm going to encourage and I'm going to, to share is if, if it were more inclusive, you're probably going to have more innovation and diversity of thought. So again, mm -hmm. thinking outside that box, mm -hmm. what you're more inclusive, so you're including people that don't necessarily look like you or maybe act like you, but they, they approach things differently and they yeah. can be much more innovative and that'll help your business grow and expand in ways that you probably couldn't imagine. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Right? Yeah, yeah. I really I love that. I love that I love what you just said that you're gonna also find more innovation if you have a more inclusive environment. Because mm -hmm. if everybody looks and thinks and acts the yeah. same, then guess what? You're right. It's it's gonna be kind of all the same note across the yeah. board. So yeah, that was I thought I, that was like kind of one of those blah, light bulb yeah. moments for me. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. All right, Anna, you guys, we, we're wrapping up here and we Anna's are going to tell you where to find us. Well, first of all, I just want to say yeah. Mary Leone is closing out our season six for the yes. 15 coffee Thank chat. You, so yeah. this is our last show for season six. Mary was yeah. the perfect guest to finish it off yeah. for this season. We're yeah. so happy she's here with us today. Um, season seven begins October 19th with Lapora Lindsay, and she's going to be talking yeah. about mentorship, and she's an amazing woman, and so we're very yeah. excited to have her join us. And then, yeah. as always, you can find the 15-ish minute coffee chat on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, AnnaAndSelina.com is our website, which we are dedicated to getting up by the beginning of the year in, in yeah. its entirety. So it's something <laughs> to look forward to over the next few months. Um, right. And then all of our uh, live stream coffee chats, we turn into a podcast that you can find on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, any of the favorite podcasts. Uh, locations that you would go, you can download it and listen to it or whatever, whatever you do with your podcast um, in the car while you're running, yeah. whatever, walking <laughs> the dog, doing dishes so you can exactly. zone out the rest of the house, you know, exactly. All of those places. Yeah. So we yeah. hope that you'll join us, uh, listen to some of our past shows. And then, um, of course, join us for season seven, because we're super excited about our yeah. upcoming season. And I have to tell you, um, yeah, not the 7th, the 19th, Heidi. Just so you yeah. know, it's the 19th. Yeah, we're moving our show to Tuesdays and we're going back to 10 a.m. We trialed, yeah. and that's what business is, right? You trial an error, not that this was an error moving to 1 p.m. on a Monday, but no. we said, let's try, let's give Tuesday a shot. So, you know, hopefully yeah. uh, you can slide us into your Tuesday program you know, if you yeah. like to watch live, but, uh, Mary, again, thank you thank so very you much. much. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. It was yes. such a joy to have you on today. And I cannot wait to implement some of what you've talked about. Yeah. Like I wrote a little list down of, I'm like, these are four things. Wait, this is number four. <laughs> these are four yeah. things that yeah. I can do that I am not currently doing. And I love yeah. that you, I mean, our conversation today sparked that. So I really appreciate yeah. that. Yes. 
Thank you for having me. I was thrilled to get the invitation. And it's always so much fun to be with you guys. You're just Aww. wonderful. I love what you're oh doing. Gosh. So thank you. Thanks, Mary. All yeah. right, guys. Thank you, season six. We had a blast. We'll see you next yes, season. Yes, we did. Aloha. Aloha. See you guys later. Aloha. Ciao. Bye. Bye.